And welcome, everybody, to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Uh, this this God at the end of time over here that's just uh, keeping everything together, just trying to put all those vines together and keep everything <laughs> I, going. <laughs> I'm at least trying to keep it together. She's trying. That's she is thing. trying. It is my co-host and none other than... Megan Guess. And uh, what are we talking about? The final episode of Loki season two, Glorious Purpose. Yep, yep. It's finally here. It's finally here. It's all over, everybody. <laughs> um, and it might be over, over. We 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 really don't know. They left us hanging, just hanging with a lot of things <laughs> in a in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, just to go with the rest of these episodes, it's like we got a lot of answers. I got a lot more questions now, too. That's that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we did get stuff, I guess, for now. For now, we got the important stuff answered. We did. Before we go any further, we just want to say, first of all, thank you to everybody that watched and listened along with us and everything. Thanks to the people that tuned into the live stream last week. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, this whole thing has been a lot of fun, and we appreciate having you there with us. So please continue to watch. Please like, share, subscribe you know the drill. And also, uh, if you don't already know this, and I don't see how you couldn't know this by the, at this point, you know, but I'm sure there might be somebody that's going to tune into this for the first time here. And we have to let you know that there will be heavy, heavy spoilers spilled throughout this whole thing. Yes. We're, yeah, we're going to talk about all of it. But what we aren't going to do is give you a complete scene by scene recap kind of thing. There's a lot of other channels that do that. Go check them out. This is just us kind of, you know, Siskel and Ebert in it up I hear, you know, we're, we're doing our own sneak previews at the movies thing. Yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> right, exactly. Where we're going to talk about our highlights and our lowlights. And as is the case with just about every other episode that we've done on this, a lot of the highlights kind of balance out with the lowlights. There's yeah, sort of there's double-edged swords there. Yes, exactly. I there isn't uh, there's not a lot I should say of purely clearly defined, especially when it gets to the lowlights. There's not a lot of lowlights with this. I mean, overall, I gotta say, not only the the season, but but this episode in particular. This episode was so freaking good. I was really, really happy. Finally, they got it right. Yeah. And it rushed through it. Yeah. And yeah, you know that I'm thinking about it now because we just watched, we literally just watched the episode and then we yep. came down into the studio and we're recording this. So this is all our like fresh, you know, snappy thoughts here. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about that and you mentioned that, I think this has got to be Probably the best season ender episode of any of the Marvel series on Disney Plus. Without a doubt. Easy. Hands down. In terms of just like being emotional, even though it left us a lot of questions, it really set up a lot of stuff where we're like, oh, okay, that's... What does that mean? That's <laughs> how we're going with this, huh? Okay. Because, yeah, we, you know, as we know with this show, it's been all about Kang. You know, it's been about, we know Kang's coming. We've had all this Kang, Kang, Kangness going on. <laughs> we saw it with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. He was the main villain in that, and it set up that the fact that there was all these Kang variants out there, etc., And then with the Loki series, we've, you know, embellished on that more and gotten more into what that's all about. This really let us know sort of like, okay, 
Well, here's a big factor in how that might play out in the future here. Yeah. And yeah. So what what did you think of the episode overall? Over, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of going through it again. I was like, oh, what am I going to say at the end of this? I still don't <laughs> know. But I, I enjoyed the entire ride. I kept going, please don't be over. Please don't be over. Please don't be over. Yeah. I wasn't ready for the whole thing to be over yet. Yeah. And even when it does end, I still wasn't. I wasn't ready. totally ready for no, it, but not yet. Yeah, I mean, I want to know where it's gonna go, mm-hmm. you know. But but I patient over here. Yeah, but I was but I was happy with what they did. One of the most amazing things about this episode, this one in particular, and the series as a whole, has been the the cinematic quality. Oh my god, this is a gorgeous, gorgeous series. Yeah. Yeah, all the, the different camera angles and how they get up close, and the, they nailed it. The colors that they used, yes, it, it's absolutely stunning. And it and it feels really MCU ish. And everybody's gonna say, "Well, duh." But what I mean, <laughs> what I mean by that is that I think I've mentioned this in some of, when we talked about some of the past stuff. Is that mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when I'm watching some of the MCU stuff that's come from, I guess this is phase four, that it hasn't had that same kind of comic booky, epic, cinematic, marvelous, no pun intended, or maybe a little pun intended, uh, quality to it, you know? And like I watch movies, like I said before, like Infinity War, you know, Endgame, those kind of things, even other things like Ragnarok and stuff like that, Civil War, they have that, they have that certain look. And feel to them, to the to the colors, to the camera angles, like you said, mm-hmm. to the music. I think the music, oh, the music in this series awesome. has been great. And in this last episode, they they used music really, really good. I like the way they did it in the very beginning where <laughs> we played the whole uh, Marvel Studios intro backwards <laughs> as kind of like a little play on the fact that Loki's going back, back in time and, and, and traveling. Yeah. So I love what they did with all of that. The acting, again, I have to praise whoever did the casting and everything for the writing and the writing for this show it's been so good there isn't anybody on this show that i go "Mm, you know yeah that that character's kind of lame or you know that that you know and i can't say that about any of the other mcu disney plus shows no you cannot you you (laughs) let us know that very well oh yeah there's there are there are certain characters and certain uh, choice of of performers and certain writing things they did that I was very critical of, and I really don't have that this time. I love everybody that they. Well, I don't love them. I mean, I hate certain characters. And you of love course. to hate them. You love to hate them, but I love how they cast them. I love the way they wrote them. I love even Sylvie, who I complained a lot about. I did think you. <laughs> wise guy yeah I, even Sylvie I mean I, I'm actually a big Sylvie fan and that's probably why I'm so critical of her because yeah. I really loved her in the first season and then I just felt like the some of the things they did with her writing wise I was like getting a little frustrated still a little frustrated but overall and especially the way it ended up and the things that she said to Loki here in this episode that made it click I was like oh wait a minute right another thing that I thought was brilliant about this episode in particular the way they did things was I love that they had Loki time jump to very crucial points and very crucial people like 
not only did he time jump and then have his big, very important discussion with He Who Remains that revealed a whole lot. Yeah. And everything when when Loki basically comes to find out that there is no saving the loom. The loom is a fail safe. It's it's always going to explode and just leave the sacred timeline. There is no fixing it. There's no way to make it bigger or there's nothing you can do. It was designed to do this. And Loki's sense of defeat at that and all the things. Yeah, what? Yeah, it, it was. It was awesome watching him like go through all this stuff. Right. Even before that, as like just trying to get figure out how to, you know, get timely out there to make it fit. Yeah. It worked in the first place. And then he was defeated there and then trying to stop Sylvie. Right. And then getting defeated there because he's like, I'm not going to kill her. I'm just going to let this happen over and over again. Well, and I thought that was brilliant writing, too, because they very much were trying to make us think that that's what it was going to come down to. I absolutely thought he was going to kill her. That it was going to have to be. He has to. That he was going to have to kill Sylvie. That was the only answer. Mm -hmm. And so I love that they they brought it to like that whole scene with him having to talk to to time jump and talk to he who remains at the end of time with all that and finding out. And then once he starts to figure out when he looks at the equation over on the board and he realizes like, like, wait a minute, no, I don't have to do this choice or this choice. These bullshit, excuse my language choices that you're giving me. I'm going to create a third. I'm going to make a third one. I'm changing the equation. He who remains sat there and said to him, well, you know, I, I don't know what your choices are. You're either going to have to go my way, or you're going to have to you're going to have to kill Sylvie, or you're going to have to deal with the 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 big war that's going to happen. Everybody's going to die. Right. Like those are your choices, bro. Like that's what you got to do. And he said, no, 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 no. I got to figure this out. And I love that what he did. I love that they didn't just have him figure it out. He went to the people that mattered the most to him. And at crucial points, he went to that moment when he and Mobius first started to connect. Mm -hmm. When Loki was in season one, he was being so defiant and everything. (laughs) And he has to rule and all this kind of stuff. He goes back to that moment specifically. And we have Mobius who tells him a very sad story Mm -hmm. about himself. Talking about the burden. and Right. And first making Loki realize that. His purpose, his glorious purpose is actually, in many ways, a glorious burden. Yes. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then going to uh, Sylvie mm-hmm. at that moment in Obi's workshop when he... he st- like, I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. He stops time and everything. Like, and What'd you do? How'd you do that? Right. And he confronts her. And he's basically like asking her because she's like, oh, I figure, you know, she figures it out. Finally, she's like, oh, I get it. You have to stop me from killing he who remains. So you're going to have to kill me. So I guess you're just going to have to do that. And he doesn't say like, no, I'm not going to do that. He pleads with her to like, help me figure out something else to do. What, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. And then she makes that little comment to him about something about growing up in nightmares or something. Right. You can't replace yeah one nightmare with another, or what kind of thing. And then it's the, the, when you see, I love that it's so subtle, but you see him like realize, like he kind of twitches like, wait, what did you say? And he realizes that was the key uh-huh. is that, you know, she's saying about replace and Mobius says about burden. burden. 
And then he realizes what he's got to do. And it's like, oh, okay, now I know what I have to do. This isn't about Victor Timely being the big hero and saving the day mm -hmm. or about all of us teaming up together and fixing the problem. The only one that can fix this problem is me. And I'm going to have to make a huge sacrifice. Uh, yeah, maybe the ultimate sacrifice. But, you know, I, he's going to have to basically make himself the new he who remains. He's the Loki who remains now. And I love in one of his time jumps. Yes. And he goes back when Victor Timely is supposed to put his head in there to unlock everything. Yeah. And it's like, welcome, he who remains. And it, Loki popped in at that very second. Right. Oh, like, oh uh -huh. that was I didn't even catch, didn't that. catch that. No, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, ah, ha-ha, uh -huh. uh -huh. okay. Yeah, that, that was a little hint there, uh -huh. yeah. Now Loki is he who remains sitting there on his sad throne, even though he does have comfy footwear now. I did like with the whole new <laughs> costume he gave himself and the horns. You look at those loafers. I'm like, well, if he's going to have to sit there for the rest of eternity. At least he's comfy. At least he's got comfy. that big horn, horn thing. thing yeah well head, but... he's used to that though man he's loki you know he likes the horns i think <laughs> you know that's that's a part of his whole his whole thing just the way they had that all play out and him realizing that and i mean again i guess highlight and low light is the fact that the highlight is that loki is the guy now he's he's the guy who has saved all the timelines he created the new tree Kind of that like the, awesome. the Norse tree thing. I thought that was an amazing reference there, having him do that. It, it's it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And at the same time, it's really sad from a, <laughs> from a low light standpoint because I love that last shot of Loki there when you see him. And even that, when he turns back to look at his friends before he finally kind of disappears uh -huh. when he just does that and they're looking at him and he's got, you know, and it's like, here I go. He has this look on his face is both so kind of sad, but like really happy at the same time. Like he loves them so much. He's discovered not only a love for his friends, but a love for everything. He didn't have that before. Like that was no, not Loki Loki's... would have never sacrificed himself for this. For anything like no. that. No, and now he just has such a, a love of everything. Plus, we also have to remember that throughout this episode, we've come to find out as they show us with centuries later, <laughs> this man has now lived that much longer. Yeah. He has been time jumping for centuries. Literally centuries. And learning and with knowledge. And so it's easy for us to forget that because it literally happened in a snap on the TV show. But in the reality of things, Loki has been now around them and through those scenarios and learning with them. And he had to learn everything from Obi. From Remember how he said, how, how long would it take? And days, you know, weeks, weeks, months, centuries. Yeah, exactly. And, and they say centuries. So Loki has spent centuries now which is just a flicker to us, but to him, he has been existence for centuries. They made it kind of funny, you know, of course, where he's like, okay, I know what's going to happen. Come on, let's do this. All right. Oh, we got to do it again, do it again. But at the same time, by the end of it, we see such a maturity. I'm so happy with what they did with Loki. You took a character that was cool, was badass. He was funny. You know, he was clever and all this kind of stuff. You took him... And you killed him off in Infinity War, which was really frustrating because he was just really starting to get kind of right. cool. You're like, no, God dang it. <laughs> right. And then we went back and now they've done this and they made him 
infinitely more cool and more interesting and more important. He's now literally like maybe the most important person in the Marvel universe. Yep. At least one of them, one of the most important because he's controlling everybody's fate. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Controlling all the stories. Yeah, exactly. And I love the fact, another highlight, I know you mentioned it when we were talking when it was over, is I, I love that he stuck it to Kang. Oh, that was awesome because Kang, he just knew. We were we said that all along. Yes, all that one Kang's, we got right. <laughs> it was all, well, we got he who remains to, we, we knew he was yeah. going to become that. Yeah. We, we controlling of it all or somehow. Yeah. Thought he just knew everything, but he did a couple times have a really worried look on his face. Yes, he did. He's like, uh, this one kind of scares me. I need to keep him busy. Right. Yeah, he was. And, well, and he was trying to like confuse, like, you come, come on back. And then Loki goes, you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? Right. I thought awesome. that was great. Ugh. I thought awesome. that was great. Yeah. Loki was really, really kind of putting him in his place and showing him like, you don't know what you're dealing with here. I've put the time in exactly. centuries of time into exactly. the, to being ready for this moment. Plus, it's the one thing that I don't think he who remains counted on all along. He counted on, well, Loki's going to have one of these two choices. He's going to have to just stop Sylvie from killing me because like we said, we brought up a long time ago. We were like, come on, everybody. Like, how can Sylvie actually think it would be that easy? Like he who remains was just so feeble. He was going to let, let her kill him like that. She's not, she's not really that bad. I love Sylvie, but she's not that badass. You know what I mean? She's you know, it was it was too easy. He just he got could, there and took. Yeah, it. Like, he just took it exactly, and there was there was a reason for it, and we found that out. But what I don't think he was counting on clearly is he wasn't counting on Loki becoming such an evolved person and going beyond just the god of mischief who's destined to lose. Mm-hmm. He did not count on the fact that Loki would find a completely unplanned way i don't think he ever envisioned that he would be dethroned essentially literally yeah yeah i i'm very happy with that whole thing i love the fact that now we've got another little wrench thrown into kang's plan and then we find out another thing that i love is the fact that we got to see that the tva does live on it does and its new little purpose yeah yeah, well, not a little purpose, really. No. <laughs> it's a happier purpose now. They, they, you know, they're no longer pruning branches, but now the TVA's purpose is they're hunting down the millions of different well, I don't know. If, well, they're hunting them down. Right. But they're watching them. It's like, are they on to us yet? Do they know about us yet? So right. they're not like just going and like, die, die, die. Right. They're monitoring it to make sure shit doesn't go down. And to find out and make sure that Kang doesn't find out about them and try to come and take over. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I love the little reference when they said, well, we did find one of them that just was in a whole skirmish in a 616 adjacent universe. Well, 616, that's the main Marvel universe is Earth 616. Adjacent universe being... I'm sure this is what they were referring to being the, the, uh, the quantum realm. Yeah. The quantum realm. Oh, so that goes back to Ant-Man. It goes back to quantum mania and everything with what happened there and all that stuff. So it's cool that they tied that in and it's like, Oh, we're, we're like watching that. Like, so we see that the TVA were aware that that happened. And this is obviously happening, happening kind of concurrently with quantum mania. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I love getting to see that like people like B-15 are now, you know, she's got a new purpose and she's kind of a leader. Yeah, she's 
like she was running the show. Kind of. Well, she's yeah, she's sort of like the new Docs, like where where Docs was before mm-hmm. and everything, you know, in the war room sitting at the table there is like one of the yeah leaders. I thought that was great seeing Casey in there, you know, sort of like still being Casey, but he's just sort of like, yep, we got to do what yep. we got to do. Mm-hmm. Let's get to work. Yeah. I and thought, yeah, it seems like the TV, they don't have, they, they know about their variants or whatever. Right. And they're free to go whenever they feel they need to. Right. So that they're not like prisoners. Yes, exactly. And that's the other great gift that Loki gave them is that not only like Sylvie mentioned at the one point when she said, Loki's giving us a chance. It's not just a chance to live and a chance to, you know, survive in the TVA, not to cease to exist, but a chance to exist with free will. Yes. And that's the, all she wanted. Right. And she just wanted, because that was always her point was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. You keep wanting to talk about, because she had a little bit more of a, not a nihilistic way of looking at things, but I guess a little bit more of a grim, grimly realistic way of looking at it. It's like, yeah, okay, Loki, you want to save it. Maybe in order to keep everybody alive or some people alive, we go along with he who remains stupid plan in a sacred timeline, but at what cost? It's like people are going to be, you know, they, they're slaves, essentially. They're just, you know, they're at at the whim of some god. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Loki was saying, well, you know, what's better, that or they all be dead? You know, then nobody exists. And she's like, well, yeah, because I guess it's kind of like give me freedom or give me death kind right. of thing. That's what she's been saying all along. Right. She's stuck to her guns, man. Right. And yeah, and that's why I say as much as Sylvie kind of did aggravate me a lot of times with her not grasping onto things as much as I think they should have let her grasp. I do ultimately see that in the end where it came to and what her ultimate point was and what she needed to finally get into Loki's head was that. Right. I, I think we were team Loki too much that we weren't seeing Sylvie's side. No, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but I think it's just you're I, like, come on, Sylvie, you got to understand what he's, what he's trying to do here. It's like, what is she trying to do? Yeah, you I mean, listening that, to her, either. right? That's a good point. Yeah, I think maybe I think that was kind of the problem is that they were just not having either of them maybe make their points heard by each other well enough, and that's just for writing purposes for drama of a gotta TV show. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. One of my favorite highlights of the whole thing was watching Loki doing, you know, Doctor Who timey-wimey, going back and back and back over and over Having again. to just keep doing it over <laughs> and, and over and over again. Over again. Yeah. Um, it was stressful, yeah. but it was funny at the same time, just the way that his reaction is like, oh, oh, again. did it work? Yeah. Again. 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 And they're faster. like, come on, come on, come on. This is what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Come on, come on, come on. let's got to go. I, yeah, I love when he was like basically because he he'd done it so many probably hundreds of times that he knew what everybody was going to say. And he was just like, hey, and, it, and they're looking they're at like, him like, wait a minute. How, how did you know what I was going to say? Like, this is getting weird. And I love that throughout the whole thing, too, every t- as that was happening, they'd show Sylvie every now and then. She wouldn't even say anything. She'd just be looking at Loki because she was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> something's kind of funny here because as we know, I mean, she's a Loki. And so just like we saw in the other episode where it was like, he expected that he was going to have to explain everything to her. And she's like, no, I know what's going on. I'm a Loki, you know, and everything. Like, I thought that was really cool. I, 
I love the humor they did. I loved that they we even had that real brief cameo then of uh, Miss Minutes and Ravona and Brad when he when <laughs> he just goes bursting in the room and and they're like totally stunned that he's there and he's just he's like I know I know no okay, yeah I know but... what, I know what you guys are doing and I don't care about that right now Miss Minutes please come help us out and she's just like and she kind of blink blink what <laughs> like the hell I I love that I thought that was really necessary i'm glad that we got all of that um i actually could have even i know this is just probably being gluttonous but i could have even used more like oh yeah like i know i was that, really enjoying that part i know that they had to get the story you know we had to wrap this up and everything and they were we were getting the little cards that was basically saying you know centuries later and so on <laughs> and so forth and i wasn't getting tired at all of seeing the the repeats and the over and over I again wasn't either. and him having to keep going further and further and further back, back in time going well maybe if i go a little further back i can fix this now well no okay that didn't work i gotta go even further back yeah, yeah. watching him feel defeated yeah. over and over it's like oh this is it i i nothing else i can do i tried everything it's, this is pointless yeah it's gonna be like this every time and then something happened like hmm wait a minute let yeah. me try this so yeah. that was that was pretty cool yeah i really enjoyed that part yeah of it. i i en- i enjoyed that a lot I, there really wasn't anything in this episode that i didn't enjoy the one thing they did leave really hanging is the fate of ravona renslayer <laughs> because we did get to see her briefly at the towards the very end of the episode. It kind of seems like a cliffhanger. I think they want us to believe that she was on that planet about to be devoured by the big cloud smoke monster thing. I don't know. I don't think she was. I and think I think she she looked determined. She's like, "All right, okay. You want me to go this route? Oh, great. We're doing this." Yeah. Yeah, like, uh-huh, I'm not going to let this defeat me. Plus, I thought it was very telling that the camera panned down and showed that that uh, for all time always cover thing. Because if I'm correct, and if anybody out there knows, if I'm wrong, correct me on this in the comments. But I think that was where, wasn't that where they were hiding? All the Lokis? Yes, wasn't that where that, wasn't that the entrance to the underground bunker thing where they were all hiding? I bet you're right. With Crokey and all that stuff and President Loki and all that. Yeah, I think that was it. So if she figured out she could be hiding under there, I do not think that is the end of Ravona Renslayer. Absolutely not. I think we're going to see more of her. She's too of a badass to just end out like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe... She's going to even be something uh, getting into possible future things. Maybe she, just like Loki and Sylvie did when they were trapped there at the end of season one, maybe she will figure out a way to get through and get to Loki where he's at at the end of time. Because he's just adjacent, right, right, right behind the 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 hidden <laughs> shield, so to speak. Maybe she goes over there and yeah, like causes a problem that could. That who knows? Yeah. Anything could happen with her. So yeah, who knows exactly. So, and we don't know, maybe, maybe at some point we're going to find out that they are going to prune one of the Kang variants that they encounter or a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And they are all going to end up on that planet that where yeah, that like Loki. So we're going to do the opposite. Well, they're going to, yeah, they're all going to end up on that planet. And who's the one that kind of like knows about them now and understands all this stuff is Ravona. She knows a lot about a lot of how it the now. war started. Ex- or she, how they she's going to, yeah, she's going to sort saved of saved it because she was key to the whole war and she's going to be key oh, to Kang again. Shit. 
Because, yeah, I mean, what do they do if they prune a bunch of kings? That's where they're going to go. Right. Right. Where she is. And if she's still now, they're not going to be thinking, worrying about her because they're going to figure, oh, well, she's probably gone dead by now because of that creature will wipe her out because it comes through and just like a like a garbage eater just kind of, you know, clears house every now and then. Right. But if she survives and waits until the king shows up, or at least one of the kings shows up and finds him and is like, here, and then she explains to him, here's what's going on, because she now she knows the whole story. Wow. And like they established that they're saying, do any of the kings know about us? No, they don't know. But if they meet Ravona Renslayer, they're gonna they know. know. And wow. then they're gonna and then they're gonna go, okay, well, here's how because we never did find out how Ravona and he who remains king, whatever, Met. how they first got involved in the first place. So it's still potentially cyclical. Wow. Right. Wow. <laughs> right. So that's a, that's where I think that's going is that she's there. She's going to be hiding out and, you know, she's going to be all like Robin Williams and Jumanji. You know, she's going to be like <laughs> hanging out on that planet, all ragged and stuff, you know, trying to run off, fend off that monster and everything else for a while until a king is going to, at least one king, if not more, is going to get pruned and sent to there. Building her king army. Wow. And maybe she's going to yeah, help, you know, co-run the king army kind of thing. Who knows? There's all kinds of options there for that. Crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Another thing that's kind of a, a low light, but it's it's more of a question mark than I guess, than like a negative, but it's just the, the Mobius. Poor Mobius, man. It seems so sad for him at the end because he can't go and just live that life because the other one was there. Right. Right. No, he just wanted to stay and observe it for a while and just be like, oh, let me just watch it so I can see what it was like Let and everything. Let time pass. I was like, you're just going to stand there? He might because, he, you know, if he's got to just observe it from a distance and just, yeah, because he he's lived outside of time for so long. He's still living outside of time. He's yeah. just watching. He yeah. didn't have <laughs> he doesn't even have his pie. And that's another thing. We never got an answer about the pie. That was a that was a, a MacGuffin. That was a red herring. As we all thought that pie, we thought that pie was going to mean something because it was so quirky and weird. And what was with the pie and what was with the, the hot chocolate machine and all that stuff? Nothing. No. Didn't mean anything. Weird. It was just things for us to get all worked up about. And, you know, and I don't mind that kind of that's part of that's what makes fun. this fun, you yeah. know. But um, yeah, I really do hope it's not the last of Mobius. I really hope we do get to see him come back because I thought it was cool and it was important that they left in there when B-15 told him, said, whenever you want to come back, your seat is you there. Have a seat, yeah. So it's not like, okay, well, see ya, you're out. You know, it's like I, they left that open for him to come back. And that's really cool. I also did hear a lot of talk. I mean, well, and then I guess this is the last main thing and again not necessarily a low light but just a big wtf question mark thing <laughs> are we getting a season three because a lot of us i know me and you especially but a lot of other people i've seen out there and a lot of the other shows and fans and critics and everything i think we all pretty much universally were hoping that we would get a season three not only because we want more things answered and we and all that kind of stuff but we just we like these characters. Yes. We like this story. We we want more of this. And this has been one of the most enjoyable things that Marvel has had come out in years. The way they ended this, I I don't I don't know. No, I don't yeah. 
I don't know if we'll get another Loki season. No. But I think we're going to see these characters again in other yeah. ventures. I, I do think we're going to get that. I do think we're going to get that. Um, I know there's a lot of people talking about the possibility of this, uh, or maybe, I don't know, some, you know, some of these people know way more than we do, obviously, but I've seen people talking about how reportedly the TVA is going to factor in to Deadpool 3. Okay. Yeah, which is going to be interesting because obviously that's going to be the first time we're going to really see Deadpool brought into the MCU because he's one of those Sony characters like Mm -hmm. X-Men and Spider-Man and all that stuff. They're going to bring him in. That's coming out this spring. That's going to be here before we know it. I know. So that's cool. I'm glad that I really do hope that we do get the TVA in Deadpool because at least if that's only like several months away, like I I can manage that. The problem of what they've been doing with most of phase four is that it's been so spread out and all over the place and it's hard to like get momentum going there because it keeps nothing's connecting no a lot of things aren't connecting and then the few things they've had kind of connect like secret invasion it's still not quite what we were wanting or needing and again just sort of setting up more things that it's like all right well where's that gonna go so uh, the one thing too that i do want to bring up and i hope we i don't know when we're going to get a chance because with everything that's going on this month but The Marvels just came out. I know. And from everything I'm hearing, I know there's a lot of people that are super negative towards the Marvels. And admittedly, even I think when we first saw the early trailers for it, we were... "Eh." Yeah, we were like, oh, you know, I mean, I want to watch it, but it wasn't something I was excited about. However... A, because I've some people that I actually do trust and tend to agree with a lot have seen it and reviewed it and said like, oh no, this movie overall is pretty badass. Really? It's pretty good. It's pretty marvely. It's like got elements of things that we've been missing. Oh. Plus, I won't spoil it for you or for any of you out there. If you want to find out, you can look elsewhere. But I know what the after credit scene is. And oh boy, oh. yeah, that's a big setup for some some stuff. And it's like, all right, here we go. Like, just kind of like with this, it's like, it's gradually starting to come together here. Like, you can see where still not quite connected, as connected as we'd like. But, I mean, one of the things that's going to factor in with the Marvels and everything is that there's another thing where, well, there's an opening, there's a rift between timelines, uh, uh, realms, you know, multiverses. There's just like we saw in Doctor Strange and in Loki. And now with this, we keep seeing this whole thing about multiverses possibly coming together or having tears between them and things leaking in and out and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. Yeah, this this is going to this really delves into that, and there's a the there's a pretty big surprise at the end of the Marvels, man. So I'm not gonna survive this. <laughs> Why? This gives me a headache. Oh, you better you better survive it. We're working hard on trying to make sure you survive it the way you've been feeling lately. I know. I'm just trying to survive. Period. And then you're gonna throw yeah. this at me too. Yeah, Can't we'll just take it just right keep now. calm. Just keep calm. Just gotta breathe. Yeah, I know we never did, and maybe we will one day. We never did do our ranking of the MCU shows because I'm, I'm so far behind. Yeah, I am I as well. Seen them all. I haven't seen Miss Marvel. I didn't see all of She-Hulk. You know, yeah. there's there's a few things that we we need to get caught up on and stuff. But Loki might be my favorite. It might be my favorite of all of them. Loki is my favorite. Is it for sure? Yes, oh wow, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I I I could go on and on and on. 
and on with everything I loved. Right. I, I still have so much more I would say. Yes. Right now. Agreed. But um, I figure we'll talk about it more as yeah. these other things come out. And yeah, I love how the two seasons like merged together. I was not expecting that, and I ate it up. Yeah, this so. actually makes me want to go back now and rewatch the whole thing from the beginning, yeah. from season one, episode one, on through to this, and just watch it all again because everything makes so much more sense now. And that's the thing. We didn't get everything revealed, but it all makes, makes sense, sense now. And as we talked about in all the previous things, that was our biggest thing is we like, were like, we're, where we're, is this going? Right. We're <laughs> loving the roller coaster ride, but oh, we're having a hard time making sense of it. And now we get it. And what it means, it's it's gut wrenching and epic. It's epic. epic and heartfelt and like and mysterious. Yeah. So it's got everything. Yeah. It's super cool. It's super cool. Can't recommend it enough. So yeah, with that, that's it. We're done with Loki for now, at least. So we thank you again for following along with us on this. Please, we want to know. Leave comments it doesn't take that long <laughs> leave comments below leave it here join us in the geeking squad group on facebook you know where to find us there it's open for any of you to join and just don't be a jerk and you know leave comments there leave your opinions yeah keep it geeky yeah keep it geeky and and friendly and stuff you know but we want to know what you thought of loki and what are your thoughts of what this all means and loki's ultimate glorious purpose of being the god of stories because that's what he is now he's just the god, god of, of stories, stories. Yeah, so, he's controls oh, what a all way this. to make that happen right Ugh. right super cool yeah because they kept hinting like oh he's gonna be the god of stories god of stories it's like well how are they gonna do that because yeah. this is different than the way it's portrayed in the 2014 comic book and all that stuff so it's like how are they gonna make this happen and i think this is so much better this is so ugh. And the okay. writing of this, the way they've done this for somebody like me in particular, because you're not as much, but for me, I'm a comic book nerd, you know, like I've been I, reading. I was thinking that earlier. This this episode especially felt like a comic book because it was like back and forth, back and forth. Right. And it's like all individual little, you know. Yes. It, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, I know. Mwah, chef's kiss. It's yeah. amazing. Yep. Exactly. It was so comic booky the way they did one and two. This is this felt like a really, really good comic book story when it's done really well. Especially that last scene of him and yes. I could just picture that in the comic book. Yeah, exactly. With all the colors. Oh, yep. God. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> you have to cut me off. Yeah. I'm going to uh, go watch it again. Yeah, I know. And probably should go watch it again. So thanks for joining us, everybody. And we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. See ya.